0: You're listening to DAPCON Podcast. My name is Nick Hollands. DAPCON is a non-profit global developer conference organized by Gnosis. It's coming to Berlin Blockchain Week, August 21 to 23. In this series, we talk with DAPCON speakers about the latest in decentralized applications, Web3, and tech infrastructure in Ethereum. For information and tickets to be there in Berlin, visit DAPCON.io. Today, our guest is Austin Griffith, developer and Ethereum researcher, creator of the Burner
1: Wallet. So I'm big on kind of UX and adoption and uh, usability. So a lot of the things that I'm looking at are making these really heady, awesome apps easier to use and more approachable for for the everyman. Kind of kind of figuring out can we abstract away gas and ETH with meta transactions, Can we figure out how we could set up some kind of a different paradigm with like a burner wallet where they have something analogous to cash that they can spend small amounts with quickly. Of course, there's a security trade off and you wouldn't want to have thousands of dollars of cash in your pocket, you know, same, same with the burner wallet.
0: Can you catch us up on the burner wallet and how that was made? You wrote in a blog post that it was on the way to DevCon and how does something like burner wallet help us to onboard new users? by allowing them to quickly get started.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, wasn't exactly on a flight. So it it a lot of it was done like when I was laid over on the way to DevCon. So laid over in Heathrow, uh, it was like 10 hours on the way there and like nine hours on the way back. So that was a lot of time of focus. So I was able to really uh, jam through a lot of work like on the plane. But. The burner wallet uh, kind of takes that trade-off that we were alluding to, where we we put a private key in local storage. We give them ability to transact quickly. They they the the trick that I'm coming thinking about here is that I want them to have a magic moment. I want them to have a magic moment in crypto with the product first, and even if that magic moment is a little bit staged and not fully decentralized, even though you know it's on a faster side chain. There are security trade-offs. Let them have the magic moment first and then sort of like work them out up the up the hills of decentralization and security, right? First sell them on the product and then once they're sort of hooked on it and, and interested and they get the ethos of decentralization, they're going to be a lot easier to educate toward that.
0: What are some examples of magic moments that you've seen created for new crypto users and what kinds of success stories are we keen to replicate?
1: Yeah, I think that the, the trend seems to be with, with onboarding and usability. So when I handed out a paper wallet at the local university, they asked me to come in and speak about kind of blockchain stuff. I handed out paper wallets, and 80% of the people that got those paper wallets opened up, scanned, and had a game, and they were actually like trading emojis, playing on the blockchain immediately. There was no download, there was no seed phrase. So there, there's this huge barrier to entry right now into these dApps. And I think that when you give someone the ability that the experience first, it just feels way more magic in, in the crypto space because things are pretty rough.
0: It feels like mobile games and things like that are a great way to capture and bring people in. What are your thoughts on Dapper Labs and what they're working on?
1: Oh, yeah. Awesome. They're, they're leading the, the way for sure. I, I love their work. I so I, I'm they're, they're building like some pretty awesome, like well thought out, well um, um, backed games. And mine are like kind of these simple, more experimental things. So I'm working on this game right now that's kind of a DAO based game where multiple players get in, they buy in, and then there's a few game mechanics that sort of start off the game. And then you use a Moloch Dao, an adapted Moloch Dao to vote on new rules of the game as they come in, and you're trying to work towards some victory condition. So the, the whole game sort of writes itself along the way, depending on governance. And it lets us basically have a little bit of skin in the game and play with some of these economic situations or, or play with some of these governance layers and how uh, you know, a vote could work and you know what shifty things will humans do and how do we learn from that?
0: once new people are hooked up with paper wallets and using a game or app on their phone, having those first experiences, where should they go next to learn more and potentially start getting involved with Ethereum?
1: Yeah, I think it's, there's a natural learning there to kind of go look, go find new resources. Like I always hit Week in Ethereum first and it, from Evan Van Ness and go through those. There's so many good things in there. I think that just getting them into the community, getting them building, getting them interacting with people, like get, just teaching them, like go play this Dapp or go put some money in Compound or go lock up some ETH and get some DAI. There's there's a lot of really, or go swap some stuff on Uniswap, right? There's a lot of fun things that, like necessarily I don't do a lot of speculation, so I'm not super into DeFi, but it's really fun to go play with them and, and show them off to other people and show them how like you can kind of abstract it away and kind of the, the compound um, contracts themselves are basically permissionlessly extensible, and I could build a game over here. The guys at ETH New York, the Flex guys, basically built a game where you stuck Crypto Kitties, and it was the size of the cat would be the donation that you locked up in Compound. But it was just kind of this nice layer over the top of this really heady technology, where the layer is in a completely different dire- d- direction as the The technology, but what you get there is a lot of really cool interaction and a lot of people kind of like getting it and having those magic moments.
0: What do you find that you get from events like DAPCON? What comes from those spaces and meetups beyond listening to talks and things like that?
1: I'm a huge proponent of going heads down for a while and then popping up for air and making sure you're not staying siloed. So first of all, DAPCON would be a great place to just get together with lots of people and talk about ideas. Uh, when I was first getting into the space, and we need to think of this as we as we host these events, is there's going to be people that are here for the first time. Those are people that are pretty important to us. I remember the first time when I got in, Uh, I think it was maybe ETH New York or or no it was ETH San Francisco I think was my first major event and I got such a warm welcome it was so like it was I gave so many strangers hugs basically like Twitter friend give me a hug Twitter friend so it it gives us an ability to come together and see each other and bond but it also gives us the ability to bring in people in and it you know and all of that kind of gosh synergizing there's got to be a better word than synergizing. All that collaboration during eth new york
0: in may people were talking about how much can now be built within a three-day hackathon as a lot of pieces can be pulled out of the box and plugged in uh, as being a sign of how far the ethereum
1: ecosystem has come
0: so how might things look in 12 months
1: yep exactly we're all building tool we're all building tools for the toolbox for everybody, right? So we're, there's a lot of different building blocks that are sort of permissionlessly extensible. I think I was in the room at ETH New York when that comment was made and it was it was around basically, all these packages are there for you. Like we saw Fortmatic all over the place at ETH New York and, and you know, like the Portis, the Fortmatic, the Wallet Connect, those, those new providers that are coming in. Uh, there's just a lot of different, you can, you can pull a lot of pieces off the shelf now and put stuff together that you're right. I, I think in the next 12 months, we're just going to keep accelerating and developers aren't leaving. Like what it's, it's funny to see the chart of speculators come and go, but developers come in and stay. And so we're, we're here building and there's some neat stuff coming out of the ecosystem for sure.
0: I've seen that you've written about the potential for the burner wallet being used as an onboarding tool for Gnosis Safe. And I'm curious to hear what you think about how safe could become a wallet that's adopted across the ecosystem and used interoperably by a bunch of different projects with its enhanced security and multi-sig, which is useful for teams.
1: So I think as much as this year is about DAOs and DeFi, uh, I think it will be marked as a year that was about contract wallets also. And contract wallets are going to become more and more important. They allow us to do a lot of cool things like delegated execution and signed messages where you know you can pay in DAI instead of having to pay in ETH. The the safe is uh, in, it's on stage right now, but it's in the burner wallet. So you can deploy a safe to XDAI in five seconds. You can lock funds up in it. You can then sign someone else as an owner and then move funds back and forth between all of those runner wallets. And if yours goes in the toilet, your safe is still safe. What we're working on now is kind of an onboarding to mainnet channel. Like once you've used it for a while and you want to go kind of pro, we want to be able to take this safe and get it into the app on the mainnet and that'll be a big accomplishment for a lot of like a lot of the stuff i'm preaching is onboarding but then like how much value am i actually having this this will help us prove that like we we can actually channel people through so in terms of contract wallets the gnosis safe can hold funds and you can have m of n signers, so it could take multiple signatures to to make uh, a transaction go through or some kind of blockchain interaction uh, you you could do kind of delegated execution through it, so it acts kind of like a, a a proxy, but almost like your identity. But then there's like a whole modular system. The contracts are just gorgeous. There's there's a whole modular system where third party developers can start plugging things in. And the 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 thing that I'm excited about is to start seeing us playing around with social recovery. I'd love to see a good social recovery module in there if there isn't one already. And then there's just all sorts of neat stuff that if, if you're into solidity get in and check out those contracts because they're really cool
0: to finish up what's capturing your attention right now what inspires you and what are you most keen to build
1: so i think that i'm most effective when i kind of have some freedom to range and kind of pick out things that seem like they like this this create2 this week. What a perfect topic. Like let's let's learn about create2, let's dig into it, let's show it off, let's make it really approachable and easy for people to use. Let's write about it, do a screencast, put a Twitter post. I'd like to keep up doing that same kind of research with with a, you know, a solid cadence of shipping, but also kind of just have a more free form, be able to go down into it and figure something out. A lot of a lot of I've talked to a lot of teams and tried to figure out where they were going and I think this Web3 abstraction, I think it started with the Civil guys, but it it might be called Civil ID, something like that, like a Web3 abstraction where it's sort of like you take, um, are you familiar with Web3 Connect? So it's by Pedro from Wallet Connect. Basically, you it's taking all the different Web3 providers into one package. I want to wrap that with a burner wallet, so when it drops in, it immediately has a key pair and can sign meta transactions. But then they could kind of log in and upgrade to some other better provider like Wallet Connect. But then on, then I want to wrap all that in a just like a post message API, so that thing can be dropped in like in a single line of code into any third-party website and just, it gives them Web3, gives them a nice abstracted use of it, but also like you could just send your Web3 provider through and it could power legacy dApps. So that's, that's one thing that I've seen a lot from a lot of places. Uh, I think we'll probably go work on that for a while. Um, I, I don't know exactly what my plans are, but I'm excited to uh, just find my next uh, big challenge in the space.
0: DAPCON Podcast is presented by Gnosis visit dapcon.io for tickets and more information. Follow us on Twitter at dapcon underscore Berlin. Subscribe for more episodes and we'll see you during Berlin Blockchain Week, August 21 to 23.